Hey there, Forensics Faces listeners. This is Kurt Graves. We are back with Forensics Faces. And to start today's episode, I owe you guys an apology. It has been a long time since the last episode went live. Um, And I don't have much of an excuse other than that. In the world of forensics, my priority always has to be coaching first. And last year, I just found that my team grew to a size where I needed to spend a lot more time with my students and their pieces and their speeches and forensics faces had to kind of take a back seat. So uh, we're back and we're going to do a few things a little bit differently so that I can get episodes out um, more quickly than once every six months. First of all, you might notice a little bit of a difference in the sound quality. I used to spend a lot of time um, editing very small portions of every episode so that the sound quality was as good as it could possibly be. Well, I found some shortcuts and we're going to use those and you might notice a small difference in the quality of the sound, uh, but where you will see no difference is in the quality of the interviews. Before we hear this week's interview, though, we are actually going to hear from some of the students who attended the 2012 UW-Whitewater Forensics Camp. These are students who took time out of their summer to get a head start on their forensics season. And this is actually from last summer. I was able to visit these students on their last day of camp where they were giving their presentations. I had a chance to coach and offer some feedback. And afterwards, I took some of them aside to find out what they thought about the UW-Whitewater Camp and how they were going to tackle their 2013 season. Uh, my name is Ryan McDowell, and I go to Sun Prairie High School. Awesome. Ryan, I assume that you find out about the camp through your coach. Well, actually, there was this air writing in the sky that, no, yeah, the coach. <laughs> <laughs> um, did they have to strong arm you into going, or were you excited? No, I was just full on into that because, I don't know, it's my senior year now, and I just really wanted to make sure that my senior year was going to be a year that I'd remember and I'd stand out and I don't know I figured getting a head start over summer was the best way to possibly do that. Madison Cooley, New London High School. Do you think your experience here has helped you write? Absolutely. I have my speech done and I love it and it sounds educated and not like how it would have been doing it on my own that's for sure. How long do you think it would have taken you to write the same speech without coming to camp? It wouldn't be the same speech at all. <laughs> it would be terrible, and it would have taken probably until the end of forensic season, until it's perfected. I'm Michael Curtin, and I go to Sun Prairie High School. I'm in a lot of different activities at school, and so my previous years in forensics, I've gotten a really late start, and so I thought that this would be a great way to already have a speech prepared before the season started. Awesome. And did you accomplish that goal? I definitely did. I've got the whole thing done. Samantha Linden, and I go to school at Northwood High School in Minong, Wisconsin. Um, Well, I've been in forensics since sixth grade, and I've always just really loved it, and it's just such a great opportunity to improve speaking skills and nervousness. I'm working on Farago. And do you feel like this time to work on it was really valuable for you? Yeah, I do, Um, because I got so much done in such a short amount of time. I mean, last year it took me like five months to get everything finally prepared. So you're more confident going into this next year? Oh, yeah. Awesome. And would you recommend it to a friend? Of course. A big thank you to Ryan, Maddie, Michael, and Samantha. 
And now that we've had a chance to hear from the students who attended UW-Whitewater's forensics camp, now we're going to hear from the man who's responsible for them being there. Not only was John Peschel, as the head coach of Sun Prairie, sending his own students to the camp, he also made a big push in the WFCA to get other students there as well. In addition to being the head coach from Sun Prairie, John is also the 2012 recipient of the Hintz Memorial Coaching Award through the WFCA, as well as the chair of our program assistance committee. I sat down with John last year to have the following conversation, uh, but his words hold true even now. Here's my conversation with John. Thank you, John, for joining us on Forensics Faces. You're welcome. Um, tell us about your life outside forensics. What do you do for fun? What do you do for a job? Sure. Forensics takes up a big chunk of my life and I love it that way. Um, in addition to coaching forensics, I, I am a fifth grade elementary teacher. I've taught um, grades first through fifth at different parts of my career. I've been teaching for almost 15 years. And so I've jumped around a lot in the, in elementary and I just kind of started working at the high school population about eight years ago. And it's a great balance to my day. I love working with younger kids during the day and then having a wonderful switch happen between three and four where I go up and get to work with young adults. Um, outside of that, um, you know, most of my school year is devoted to students in some way. So my summers are kind of my time. I love to travel. I love to read. Um, I love to just be outside, but a lot of that just happens in the summer because I'm so consumed with all of the areas of my professional life during the school year. When you have to explain forensics to a total stranger, what do you say? I usually say that it's a speech and performance club or activity. What sets it apart is that there is um, a competitive nature to it. I also really talk it up as a way for those interested in the performing arts to have um, a piece that's designed specifically for them. So when I direct the musical and the play at the high school, um, I look at the student body as a whole. And when I help them in forensics, we can find something that's perfect just for them. And um, I found that to be a really great way to bridge my relationship with the theater kids of the school, as well as the speech and performance group. And a lot of kids at my school do both. So tell us about your forensics experience. What's your forensic story? Yeah. Um, what's interesting is I was approached by tons of upperclassmen and the coach when I was a freshman in high school, and I was too scared to do forensics. I was too intimidated by the idea that adults would be sitting in a room with me and evaluating me on what I do. Um, and that just as a as a freshman, I wasn't there as a 14 year old. I wasn't there. I couldn't handle that or didn't think I could handle that. And so by sophomore year, I think it was mostly just a confidence thing. And um, I was very typical in that my friends were doing it. So I wanted to be involved in something that my friends were doing. So that's kind of how it started. So I started um, sophomore year and did play acting with one of my great friends in uh, sophomore year and senior year. And um, junior year, I did prose. And we only did 
subdistrict, district, and state. And then we did um, coaches state or WFCA state. So I did that for three years and um, I left high school wishing I had done more. And I tell that to my students all the time. Like I rarely hear seniors say, I wish I would have devoted less to my extracurricular or co-curricular activities. And so I, I was in that boat. I felt like I wanted to do more. So I participated in forensics in college just one year. Um, I kind of found the team my junior year. And so I competed then and um, did a lot on my own as far as getting my pieces and finding the categories. Again, I wish I would have stretched myself more when I did it in college. Um, I was able to be state champion in dramatic and terp my junior year of college, which was, you know, like the huge hurrah for me. It was, it was a huge accomplishment. I felt really good about that. But then my senior year of college, I was doing practicums and student teaching. And so it wasn't something that really fit in. And, um, so that's, that was kind of my build up when I started teaching in Sun Prairie the posting came up through an email looking for a forensics coach. And it was probably my third or fourth year in the district. Um, I knew I wasn't a high school teacher. I didn't know if this was a position that had been going to someone and just had to be reposted for some reason. And so I contacted HR and just said, you know, I'm really interested. I think this would be great. Is there someone who's already been doing it? And they kind of informed me then that the program had been gone for about 10 years, that they couldn't even remember who the last forensics coach was. And so I went, um, so I applied and talked with the um, assistant principal at the high school about it and kind of filled her in on what forensics was. I did some research and kind of started the team from that eight years ago and then have kind of um, been been building and growing and evolving as a team since then. Okay. You're not going to get away with just saying you've been evolving. Tell okay. us what you did right. because I don't think your experience is unique and I don't think it's going to be unique in the next 10, 20 years. I think there's right. going to be a lot of forensics coaches um, who will go to their administration and say, well, we haven't had a program for 10 years. So how do you do that? Where do you start? What are the steps that you take so that the, somebody could follow and and be a forensics team? Within? I mean, it's that's under a decade that you've built a really successful program. That is saying a lot. Yeah. So what did you do? So, so I went, I was prepared for the interview and I went in and I researched online what the WHSFA was and WFCA was. And I reached out to both organizations and with ridiculously, um, with ridiculous questions, I reached out to the organization with ridiculous questions, what forensics or what the categories looked like. Um, what competitions looked like, the fees, all of those things. And I was able to get in an email conversation back and forth with um, Tom Harden from Madison Memorial. He was kind of my mentor set up through the WFCA. So he kind of answered questions for me um, on a daily basis, went into the interview and really just tried to interview like it would interview for any position. And the um, the hiring principal was like, this sounds great. Good luck to you. And that was really all the direction that I had. I started by going to the English department and I sat down with them, not knowing anyone at the table. I crashed one of their meetings and just kind of introduced myself 
and what forensics was. There were some former um, forensics coaches in other parts of their life in the room and just talked about it. And then I started recruiting kids and we started really small. The first year we had four kids that were involved in forensics. And, and in my mind, I felt like the best way to grow a program was to help kids. The best way to grow a program was to help kids realize how passionate I was about this. And I wanted them to feel proud of the team and what we were doing. And I felt like the best way to do that was to really be hands-on in my approach to coaching. I helped kids find pieces that I felt would highlight their strengths and have some success. I was very specific about what my vision was for their performance and what that should look like. I wanted to set them up to succeed and I felt like I needed, I felt like once the success came, that that would help grow the program within the school. Um, and that's kind of how it started. We started with five students, or four or five, um, and we slowly made that climb. I partnered with the drama department at that point and said, this is another opportunity for kids to perform. Not everyone can have a lead in a play or a musical, but everyone can have their time to perform in forensics. One of the best advice I got, kind of a sound bite from another coach, is that ask your kids, how many of you wish you had more opportunities to perform? And he said, the whole drama department is going to raise their hand. And he, he said, tell them that forensics can be their place. Some kids um, were not receptive all the time to our feedback in the beginning. I was this new elementary teacher coming up to the high school. And it was a hard sell in the beginning for them to trust and respect and believe what I had to say about forensics. That got easier throughout time. And once I could help students be successful at tournaments, success kind of breeded success and success built success for the team. So I think part of it really had to do with my clear vision from the beginning of what it needed to be like. And once kids felt proud of the activity, it just blossomed from there. You are the 2012 yeah. Hints Memorial Award recipient. How did that feel? Um, it, it, it was amazing feeling. Um, I couldn't be more honored that the time and the work and the energy and effort that I put into forensics was noticed and recognized by my peers. It was an amazing thing for my team to... Uh, it was an amazing sense of pride for my team as well. You are also the chair of the program assistance committee, which helps new coaches. Uh, so what are your goals for that committee this year? The program assistance committee kind of has been, has been commissioned to take over the coaches clinics and provide guidance and assistance to all coaches 
with the WFCA. And I feel like my goal is to be available to all coaches when they need assistance and to seek out coaches that um, might need assistance and not even know the right questions to ask. We are constantly looking at improving our judges' quality. I think that would be the biggest area that I hear head coaches talk about is how can we provide more meaningful feedback to students so that we can help them improve in the area of public speaking and performance. And so that would kind of be the overall umbrella mission always to improve the quality of judging. We're hoping to continue to offer workshops and trainings throughout the state to help coaches and judges with this because it's a it's a meaty topic and it's really important to us and our students. Uh, you did a great job this year of promoting the forensics camp that takes place at UW-Whitewater, um, and you also worked at the camp right. with the students. So how did you get involved, and how was that experience? It really came from a general meeting of the WFCA. The desire, the idea came that we want to offer opportunities to students and coaches in the summer when we're less stressed and less crazy. And so I took that as something that I felt like I could do. And I approached UW-Whitewater and said, you know, our members are looking for a place where they can send kids that's reasonably priced and a quality instructional um, environment. And um, Whitewater said, you know, we would be happy to do that. Let's work together to make that happen. So we had a few meetings. Uh, it was a two and a half day experience, and we really walked away feeling like we made a difference for many forensics kids. And that's a really good feeling to have after the first of something. I think we can make it better next year, and we certainly want to. I was just really glad that we provided this service for 27 kids throughout the state. How has forensics impacted your life? That's a great question. I feel like forensics is forensics is definitely my favorite thing to do. Forensics is my pastime. So other people have different hobbies. I would say that forensics is my year-long hobby. It's what I do in my free time, in my downtime. Um, I'm that invested in it. I love it that much. What skills that you learned from forensics do you use on a daily basis in your job as a teacher in your life on the street? Not on the street, like <laughs> in, your, in your daily life, how do you use the skills that you learned in forensics? I think it's the confidence of getting up and standing in front of people. I also feel like it's being impeccable with your words and making sure that you're conveying the meaning from the words you choose to the eye contact you make to the gesturing that you do so that you are very clear in your message. And I, as a teacher, I need that all the time when I work with students and parents, um, community members and administration, I want to be heartfelt and I want to be clear about what I'm trying to say. And I think that's a strength that forensics can bring to others. What is your favorite forensics memory? I guess I have two. Um, one would be um, a student that 
we worked so hard with for three years as a junior he won the state championship and it was our first state championship as a team ever and i remember seeing him his name being announced for that award and it was overwhelming that the the work and the growth of the team it felt amazing to see him win that award on stage and feel so proud of where the team had come from the other would be winning the hints memorial um and the feeling and the positivity within that room as i was accepting that award was something i'll never forget this may be the same thing but what do you consider to be your greatest forensics accomplishment I think until I won a state championship, that would have been my answer, winning a state championship. And it was such a wonderful um, acknowledgement of the students' hard work and the coaching staff that worked with him. Now I would probably say that the greatest accomplishment has been growing a team in a community and really having the community know what forensics is and recognize us as one of the top teams that compete from the school. Um, when, when you look at the success of Sun Prairie High School, people often talk about the baseball team and the football team. And it's great that now some people are talking about the forensics team. That is cool. What do you think of the forensics community in Wisconsin? I love my forensics coaching friends. I love going to tournaments and seeing old faces and people that I haven't seen for a few months. And then I get to see them almost every weekend for 10 weeks. I feel like the more opportunities that we can see each other face to face and connect and joke around and smile and interact, the stronger this activity can grow within the state. In your opinion, what category in the WFCA doesn't get the recognition that it deserves? I would have to say my favorite category and the category that I wish had more recognition would be Farago. I think it's an amazing mix of piece selection and telling a full arcing story through a series of pieces and transitions that is something far more complex than many people give it credit for. Conversely, which category do you think, category or categories do you think could be eliminated? I'm very interested in the history of the category of storytelling and the, the reasons behind the category and what skill the category was designed to fill and show and foster. I feel like many of that, many of the stories in storytelling could be moved to prose and work okay. I think to help coaches, it would be easier if we really looked at the national organizations and the collegiate circuit and took more of a model from the categories they offer. I'm a big fan of persuasion speaking and informative speaking and just calling it those those titles versus oratory versus oratory and public address and i guess special occasion would be similar to like an eds um but i feel like we make it harder for ourselves 
um, as a group of coaches by having so many categories that are so specific in their rules and the parameters that we give students. What do you wish that every judge in the WFCA could know? Aside from how much we appreciate their hard work, what do you wish when they walk into a room and they're about to judge one of your students? What do you want them to know? I want them to be encouraging, but honest, and provide feedback that is helpful and not hurtful. One of the worst ballots I ever saw one of my students get had a few nice comments written um, such as good eye contact, good poise. And then the, the coach, the, and then the judge started writing about the piece and the performance. And the last line I will never forget was, what a disappointment. And that was at the bottom of a student critique sheet. And it, I felt like it had the ability to completely crush forensics as an activity for this student. And I thought it was a terrible comment to make. And I, I wish that everything we write on student critiques is out of helping the activity grow and encouraging students in their public speaking path, whatever that will be. What do your family and friends think of forensics? Do they understand it? Do they know why you like it? Yeah. It's funny that you that you ask that. I always get a text from my brother every Saturday morning good luck, uh, wishing me luck at a forensics tournament, which is wonderful. But I know that he doesn't truly understand forensics because the text comes in about 10 o'clock. <laughs> and I know by 10 o'clock, you know, we're halfway into it. That's not when we need the luck. We need the luck getting on the bus at 630. Um, and so my brother is very supportive. He's the closest family member that I have. And he's very supportive of all that we do. But, you know, I think he understands it as well as any civilian understands the inner workings of a forensics coach and a forensics tournament. What is your biggest dream? I think my biggest dream is to never have regrets about how I lived my life. What advice do you have for forensics students today? When I speak to students, I would encourage them to take risks, to support each other, and to remember that forensics is less about trophies and winning at a tournament and more about the skills that you learn from it and the relationships that you can form within the organization. And so I want them, I want students to love forensics as much as I do. And I try to model that at tournaments wherever I go. And I try to foster that within my team that there's more, that it is so much more rewarding to work with a student and see that student up on stage doing well through peer coaching or coaching than it is actually being up there winning an award. What's the next goal for Sun Prairie High School's forensics team? The competitive goal. The competitive goal is to qualify students for a national tournament and to own third place on our own. That is honestly the next goal. And, um, my dedicated returners already have that in their mind. That was really a goal that they created, not something that I gave to them or told them. Those are the two things that if you ask any returner on my team, those are their two goals. Awesome. Well, good luck. Thank you.
And I left that last bit in there so I could give you an update on how Sun Prairie did this year. They were able to send kids to nationals, quite a few actually, uh, but unfortunately they were not third place at state this year. They were second. Thanks for joining us for Forensics Faces. Special thanks to this week's Forensics Face, John Peschel. Finally, thank you, John. Forensics Faces is recorded and edited by Kurt Graves. Our theme song was created by Kate Lockwood. Get more Forensics Faces online at ForensicsFaces.com. Follow at Forensics Faces on Twitter or like us on Facebook. Forensics Faces is produced with the support of the WFCA, developing communication skills vital for a lifetime of effective participation in society. Find out more more at wfcaforensics.org.